Hey, this is your host, Paul Espinosa Jr., and I'm here to remind you that if you have access to iTunes, we ask that you rate and review the show. That way, we'll be able to climb the charts and continue to deliver bigger and better guests so that we can continue the educated hustle journey. And now, let's start the show. Welcome to the Educated Hustle Podcast. This is your host, Paul Espinosa Jr. I'm my co-host, Emilio Porter. Emilio, what's going on, man? It's going really well, man. It's an exciting week. I mean, jam-packed full of full of goodies. I, I guess we got to start off with Uber, you know, the, the millennials' choice of transportation. They're, they're going through some rough days, you know. Apparently on Friday, the CEO, Travis Kendrick, I think that's his name, you know, basically left <laughs> like i mean they already were like on their on their knees but that's a pretty big blow right there right yeah, yeah. uh so just a small correction on the name travis kalanick uh the ceo fine, man don't matter sorry, oh, sorry about that political <laughs> yeah. correct you know my bad. he resigned <laughs> sorry Paul, go ahead you good you good um yeah basically he stepped down um after Basically, a bunch of events that kind of led up to uh, him stepping down. Um, Uber has kind of been under fire under several, um, like several angles, uh, starting with kind of like the beginning of the year where uh, he made some comments about, you know, um, some comments about there was some like sexual harassment stuff going on in the workplace. Also, um, there was a there was a person who used to work at Uber who got let go and then wrote a tell-all blog about how the workplace culture is terrible um, and, like, they basically don't treat their employees right. And then uh, recently there was a video with the dude, uh, with the CEO, who was talking to one of his employees that felt that uh, Uber kind of bankrupted him. And the CEO just kind of went off on this guy just saying, like, hey, you're kind of being a victim you're blaming, you know, all these, all your problems you're blaming on are the company. You don't take any uh, consideration on that you could have been the issue, but it was definitely more violent than what I described, uh, which kind of led to the shareholders of Uber to call for this man's resignation. And I just think uh, it's crazy because Uber is one, you know, one of the up and coming private companies and it doesn't have a CEO, a president or a head of finance right now. And that's just the top of the leadership. There's a, a whole bunch of other people who are either under pressure or have been removed from their position. So just wanted to get y'all, you know, updated on the business world. It's a huge story because Uber is obviously a part of most of, like you said, of millennials uh, world. And it's pretty much going under fire right now. So it's a it's a pretty crazy story. Yeah, man. I mean, that's a very crazy story. I mean, it's just like insanity. And, and the, the crazy thing about it, too, is there's a lot of people in the company who, who like Travis and they actually wanted him to be on board. And they had a little petition going on eternally to get him back. So it's a lot of just insanity with them. And oh, man. But we could spend all day talking about the tremor going on there. Let's let's get into some positive alumni news. So for those that don't know, Orlando recently and I by recently I really mean Saturday, last Saturday, held its first inaugural TED Talks. And 
of course, being educated at Hustle, we always have our, you know, our, our, our fists on the pulse of things. One of our own was one of the people to actually go up there and present. And she was the only African-American female talking in, sorry, I should say talking about the technological world. Of course, if you know you haven't gotten it yet, I'm talking about one of our first very guests, Chandra Offer, the creator of the Friendish app, was on TED Talk this weekend talking about code switching, but really talking about being a black woman in mostly a male-dominated industry. Yeah, and it's real dope, man. It's it's cool to see an alumni do big things. Um, so I definitely think that her putting on for the culture. Uh, is huge, especially in Orlando. Orlando's got a lot of up-and-coming industries, um, and especially in the tech game. And for her to kind of get her foot out there, to get her friendish app out there, it's probably going to be huge for her just because, you know, it, it that TED Talk could lead to something else and could lead to something else. And before you know it, you know, we got friendish on our phones and we're like, well, how did this all happen? And this is kind of the beginning of the, of the story right now. Yeah, and her story is incredible. I mean, if you if you want to check out her speech, it's very powerful. Uh, go to Facebook, put in Orlando TED Talks. I know they Facebook Live. It just go to it starts at thirty three minutes. It's the story she opens up with is real powerful. Not gonna spoil it for you, but definitely something worthwhile. And she's just having a great year. She's also gonna be featured on iTunes first TV show that they're they're pumping out Planet of the Yaps. I'm, I'm, I don't know the eyes is familiar with it, but of course it stars Gary V, Jessica Alba. Will I Am, uh, Gwyneth Paltrow, they're all basically kind of doing like a Shark Tank thing where people have their app ideas, they come up to them and, you know, give them the whole rundown. And I guess the mentors get to decide who they want to help progress. So Chandra Offer is on there. Her episode hasn't happened yet, but, you know, we're waiting eagerly because it's it's amazing to see. And it's it's just, like I said, Educate Us alumni, they're really out here just doing the damn thing. They are, man. Uh, speaking of a future alumni, we got a guest coming up on the show today. Her name is Minda Hart. She is the creator of The Memo, which is basically a website that promotes women of color. And funny that we're talking about Chandra. We have another woman of color that's doing the, the big things with the with the memo. Um, it's also, you know, going to be key in this in the conversation we had. She talks about how women of color have been uh, marginalized in corporate America and she wants to create the memo to kind of give uh, women of color the handbook, the blueprint to figure out how to navigate yourselves in the in the corporate world and also how to empower yourself. Yep. And her interview, to like Paul was saying, that's a very key point. But the cool thing about Minda, she's very down to earth. She's very humble. She, you know, she has all these amazing notches under her belt. And anyone else could just be very arrogant or very, you know, hard to approach. But she's very open. She's very, like, receptive to people. And I think one of the coolest things is, you know, when we ask her to give her how can the audience connect with you, she she gives her Twitter. And she's like, I tweet back. Like, I, I'm not just a person in the cloud. So that was really dope to see because, you know, it's easy to give out a Twitter, but it's even, even a bigger step if you're able to say, hey, please connect with me. I really want to, you know, connect with you guys and, and, and really get a conversation going. So she really comes on here and delivers a great interview. And I really think she sets the bar high for the rest of the interviews this year. I agree, man. And um, she that's a dope quote, um, basically saying, "All um, always just bet on yourself. And we kind of had, you know, similar advice earlier. But when you when you listen to it from Minda, uh, you can kind of feel that it's, you know, she's definitely taking it 
on in her own hands. She was in the corporate world for 12, 12 years um, and really just bet it all on herself. And she's got something awesome going with the memo. And it's definitely, uh, definitely an inspiring interview. Yep, she out here doing it for New York, coming through. But you know what? We're, we're not going to hold you guys up too long. We're, we want to get you to this interview. So without further ado, let's present the lovely Miss Minda Hart. All right. And we are joined today by Minda Hart. She is the creator of The Memo. Minda, how are you doing today? Great. I'm happy to be here. Thank you. Awesome. And then we'll just jump right into it. And um, I kind of wanted you to explain to the audience what exactly is The Memo. Yes. You know, um, it's funny that you ask because uh, people do ask me, what does the memo mean? And so when I talk about um, having a seat at the table and knowing that women of color can have a seat at the table too, it's like, did you get that memo? And, and some companies and organizations haven't got that memo yet. So we have to give our internal memo and, and remind ourselves that we belong at the table. And so that's where the memo derives from. That's very clever. Like you didn't get that memo. That's that, that really does call into like a, a, a call for action. So I, I really appreciate it like that. I think one of the cool things about the memo is that you guys are offering career boot camp. Could you kind of explain what that is and what are the benefits you hope to give to those who actually sign up for it? Yeah, you know, so there's a lot of career platforms out there um, today. And, you know, I've used some of them as I built my career. But one thing I noticed that there wasn't a specific platform geared toward women of color. And so um, instead of saying, okay, professional development can sound sometimes like a snooze, um, we just say, good career choices change your life, make good ones. And career boot camp is where you flex that career muscle. So if you're lacking in your salary negotiation department, come flex that muscle, get that career knowledge so that you can get more money. Or if it's transitioning career, don't just quit your job today, but you know have a strategic plan about what you could do to get your next job, the one that you really want. And so, you know, we I, I joke around and say we're like the soul cycle for career development. You know, if you come to boot camp, then you're serious about your career. And I think that sounds like a gem of an answer right there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, you mentioned it in your last answer. Uh, you spe- you know, your team, one of the uh, key skills that they specialize in is negotiating salaries. So can you kind of give us some basic advice um, on to how to successfully negotiate a salary? Yeah, you know, um, when I was in corporate America, I didn't negotiate my first salary. And I think that's one thing that many of us, um, men or women, we sometimes mess up. We don't, we're just happy to get paid what we're getting paid. We've never made that much money ever. And so you don't ask the hard questions. And so when we talk about, um, negotiating for yourself, we say, you know, you got to do the research. So what is the market value on the position that you want? So, you know, if you're into coding, and if they offer you, you know, $50,000 that you might be short siding yourself because you didn't do the research and maybe the market value for a coder in New York starts at a hundred thousand. So if they offer you 50 and you didn't know, um, later you're going to be real upset when you find out that Johnny next to you is making significantly more than you. So I, I say research starts first. Um, you are your best advocate. You feel comfortable and confident when you have the the necessary information to ask for more. And even if you are nervous about it, you should just ask. It's better to ask than not. 
Once again, that's very true. And I, it, it is so hard because nobody wants to be that person. But it, it's kind of like you said, like the company's not going to look out for your best interest. You have to do that yourself. So that's very crucial. I know for me growing up and getting my first job, I was like, you, yeah, I didn't negotiate. But now just researching and learning all these tools that you should you know, look into when it comes to actually picking your next job. It, it seems like very unfair that negotiation isn't really harbored a lot as a big thing it's mostly okay you have to have your resume like this just to get your foot in the door but no one really talks about okay now how do you make the choice of where you actually want to be and what's going to suit you the best yeah i think you may you hit it on the head i think we put so much focus on the interview right but part of the interview is negotiating your salary and um i wish that when i graduated college i would have known that they were just so like oh your cover letter oh your resume and those are great but um knowing what you are worth is just as important as a grade a resume exactly exactly and speaking about interviews you've actually been featured in essence magazine huffington post and the guardian like could you just explain to us like what was it like just being featured in those magazines Uh, so obviously humbling uh to say the least because these are magazines and publications and podcasts that i listen to on a daily i mean who didn't what black or brown person didn't grow up with essence somewhere Mm -hmm. in their home. My (laughs) mom every month. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, it was surreal to, um, go to CVS or go to, um, Barnes and Noble and, you know, thumb through and, um, you know, just like a a first time founder, when you get a little bit of press, I went to Barnes and Noble and bought like every essence copy and sent them to my family. But, um, it it was just nice. It was, it was something that was good for me and my team. It, it's nice validation, but it just, continues to help you continue to push forward and validate your ideas. So that's always nice. Definitely. And um, I'm, I'm glad you were able to, you know, be featured in, in essence and uh, the magazine that you read, you know, as a kid growing up. Um, but I also wanted to, you know, you, you kind of talked about your time in corporate America. I know you worked in corporate America for about 12 years before you de- decided to venture off on your own. Um, can you kind of tell us a little bit about, you know, what your experience was in the corporate world and why you decided to venture off? Yeah, you know, I enjoyed corporate life. Uh, you definitely have the perks of um, a certain type of salary for those who've <laughs> been there. Uh, but one thing that I noticed as being one of the only women of color um, at my firm, that it's not a badge of honor. And sometimes people of color, when you're the only one, you think, oh, you know, I'm doing something special. But what's really special is when you bring people along. And I started to think about who was at the table and who occupied those seats. And so I thought that there needed to be resources and access to help um, more people of color, women specifically, um, get there. And sometimes there's tools that you need in your toolkit to prepare for your seat. Um, Because sometimes we're just at the table and we're not sure what to do. We don't know what fork to use and those sorts of things. And so being in those situations, I realized that I wanted to give back to women that look like me. So when they get to the table or they aspire to the table, they know exactly what they need and what to do so they can lead at the table. And so that I started to think about my legacy and, you know, what could I do to give back um, to young women, uh, women my age, just so that they they have a resource. And so that's what made me venture off. You know, it wasn't like, oh, I a hobby. It was like, no, I want to impact. I want social change. And the only way to do it is create something that you wish existed. Mm -hmm. And it's crazy because that's such a 
big part of who you are and your legacy and you know going beyond what you just said you spent a lot of your time doing volunteer work at women's shelters could you explain like just the feeling you get you know helping people out in need and how it makes you feel knowing that you're taking a time out of your day to do something that's really rewarding like just other people rather than yourself yeah you know um being a founder um, of a startup we've been bootstrapping for the last year and a half and you know, some people say, oh, it's hard work, this, that, and the other, but there's no greater feeling than receiving an email from a woman that's attended one of your on or offline boot camps, or they've negotiated for a higher salary, or they had just the confidence to walk into the room and ask for what they wanted. There's no greater feeling to know that you played some part in that. And um, giving back is part of my thread personally, and also uh, being generous is part of our mission at the memo. And so, we give back to women who are in transition, uh, free boot camps to them. And then we also do free boot camps at historically black university and colleges for women in their last two years of college so that they can successfully transition from campus to career. So it's creating that cycle um, of support. And that's really good. I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that, you know, when our listeners are done listening to this podcast, that they'll uh, definitely get in your mentions and uh, make sure that they're taking advantage of all those opportunities. Yes, absolutely. We're here. And not just, you know, I want to be clear, we do help a lot of women of color, but, you know, we're, we're there. There's men who've attended our boot camps. There's, you know, non-people of color. Uh, we're all in this boat together. So it's all good. Yeah, definitely. I could definitely tell I would be surprised because just speaking to you, it seems like you're a great leader. And I'm sure the foundation you put on in your boot camps is probably vital knowledge. So I probably want those people who, you know, sneak in the side of the notebook and try and sit down and learn me something good that day. <laughs> <laughs> come through. You guys got to come through. And I also I wanted to, you know, you kind of stated earlier about once you left corporate America, I'm sure there was some hurdles that you had to overcome when starting your own business. Uh, could you kind of advise someone who is thinking about leaving the corporate world and start their own business? You know, what are some expected pitfalls and uh, maybe how can you kind of overcome those? Yeah, I think that um, sometimes in the media, we get this glamorous life of just leave your job and you'll start making money tomorrow. That isn't always the case. And so I think you have to be strategic about when you make your exit from your day job or if you make an exit from your day job, um, for quite a while, I worked both jobs. And so you have to put the work in because it's going to be even more stressful working a job and not being able to pay your bills. So strategically plan your exit, uh, from your day job to your, um, your new business. I think that's important. It will save you a lot less headaches. And I think too, don't compare yourself to others you know, put your head down, do the work. If you have a great idea, you know that there's impact there, then just do you. I think we get caught up in the, in the highlight reel on the gram and on Twitter, on Facebook, and it can really stop you from where you're headed. And so just keep your head down and, and keep the focus and, and keep the hustle alive. I think that that you have to learn to encourage yourself along this journey. So I, I think that's important. Yeah, we uh, we were talking to somebody recently about uh, comparing yourself to others on social media, especially through the Instagram Explore page. We were talking about how that can kind of lead you into trouble. So um, definitely good to hear that you kind of say the same sentiments. Oh, yeah. I have to turn the notifications off because you can, I call it like the slide down the wall moment. You know, if you look at, if you scroll too long, you'll be like, whoa, what am I doing with my life? But you don't know. I mean, 
the person that you're looking at on Instagram, they could be working there and they're just taking like a, a cool snapshot. So you don't know what's happening behind the scenes. So don't get caught up in the weeds. Sorry, that was a delayed one. I had to hold that one in. But no, I, I think you. it was a lot of great points. And I like how you, you, you brought in the Instagram and social media flexing because I think that is a very prevalent thing. I think one of the interesting things about it is, you'll, you, like you said, you'll see someone who's just working somewhere and, and they take these great screenshots and you're like, oh my gosh, you're living this life. But it's like, no, that's just their job. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think an easy corporate is like flight attendants, like, you know, in Dubai. And it's like, you're just on downtime because the flight hasn't left yet. Still a yeah, cool experience, know. but, you know. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's true. I was, um, actually, I did it the other day. I had to go to Miami for work, and I snapped a photo, and I happened, my hotel happened to be on the beach, but if you didn't know that, you think, wow, you know, what's going on? <laughs> <laughs> She's in Miami uh, for the evening, jeez. <laughs> yes, just chilling. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think one of the cool things about you is you have so much history. Like, you have your corporate America experience, and you have experience at Memo, like, it's so much things have you done, especially when it comes to empowering women and just, you know, giving people options. Could you tell us, like, I know it's probably going to be hard, but what has been so far your most rewarding experience or I should say accomplishment in your career thus far? Mm, I think starting the memo uh, because, you know, I was one of those people in corporate America that didn't realize um, that not everybody had a seat at the table. You know, it took me a while to realize that not everybody had some of the same opportunities, nor did they have the same access. And so once I realized that there were um, rules to engagement, it was important for me to pass that along. And so the fact that, you know, along with my co-founder, Lauren, we built this company that women find value in. I mean, every day I'm receiving an email stating like, oh my God, that was such a great boot camp. I needed that. Or just, I needed to see other women that look like me crushing it. Like that does something to you, representation. So I think just the impact, I mean, that makes me wake up every day and say, this is worth it. Mm, powerful. Definitely powerful. And, you know, we, we kind of want to know what exactly is uh, up and coming for the memo. I know, you know, you talked a little bit about some projects that you were doing earlier, but can you, can you kind of discuss uh, some future plans as well? Yes, we're really excited right now. We're uh, beta testing, but uh, in August we'll be launching our subscription service. And so uh, oftentimes you think of subscription service as showing up at your front door in a box, but we actually have a boot camp in a box. And so it will be delivered to your inbox so you can get a curated approach to your uh, career path. So if six to 18 months you want to be in a leadership position, we'll have a curated plan for you in our career modules. So we have some new tech tools. So we're really excited about that. We're beta testing right now with some of our users and so you can see on our website uh, the membership page is under construction because we're about to to launch that and we're really excited about it that is incredible like that's that's definitely a unique uh, uh, nuance i would say just to have like you said boot camps in a, in a box like that's crazy so you can literally pick like a career path and you'll you'll with personalized content help them achieve it and you know set amount of months if they can or give your best ability to Yes, absolutely. So we're excited about that because um, we all need a little extra help in no matter what we do. Even for me, I invest in myself. I have a, a business coach. I think, you know, as people of color, we can't be afraid to invest in ourselves. That is incredible. I, I might have to sneak my email in there. Just <laughs> <laughs> but um, I, I got to act like you said, a big thing to you is, is trying to be a role model for women of color. So for me, I, I recently just had a, a daughter 
what would you kind of say to the young woman of color out there right now? Let's say, um, you know, in, in middle school, like what advice that you kind of give them that you kind of wish someone told you when you were their age? Yeah, no. Well, congratulations. And uh, I think that first and foremost, just don't forget to dream, because I think somewhere along adulthood and disappointment, uh, we forget to dream. And whatever your dreams are and your goals right now, stick to it. Don't let it change. When I was young, I knew that I wanted to travel for work and make a lot of money. And I kept that in the forefront. And that's what I did. My job allowed me to travel and um, make a really good income. And I think that just don't forget to dream. Whatever your dreams are, put the work into making them come true. Okay. And yeah, I definitely believe that. I, I, I think that we've kind of touched this topic on a couple podcasts, but like when we're talking about people of color, um, we definitely want to see more people of color be represented in other fields. You know, there's a lot of representation on TV, entertainment, um, music, all that, but we definitely want to see more representation in the business world. And I think, you know, having this podcast, having you on, you know, having other people of color on our shows, um, definitely kind of give people that platform and um, that perspective to kind of see other avenues where they can be successful and not just kind of do that narrow minded dreaming, but also have a broader perspective of what they can actually do with their, with their career. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, to be clear, like when we dream, obviously there's a lot of people who want to be a rapper or a ball player. And I think that those are good dreams to have. Um, But also setting realistic expectations and, you know, having like those plan B's to fall back on is important. And I know that it's the cool thing to be an entrepreneur these days, but we also need, to your point, people in the business world. We need people in politics. We need people of color in all facets of business and nonprofit so that we can be the change makers. That is very true. And it's crazy because, you know, we have the ability to get involved in so many industries and we're just not like you were alluding to. We're, we're, we're not really told the dream to go that route. So I do hope that one of the changes that you help inspire is actually getting people to envision themselves as something that may not be considered a norm. So that leads me to my next question. Obviously, the memo is, memo is going for an exciting time right now. You're about to launch your, your curated box in august that's going to help people with their career could you look like even further down the line let's say maybe 15 years from now what do you hope memo has accomplished by then and where do you personally hope your legacy will be by then yeah that's a big question but i think about it all the time Uh, i definitely want the memo to be a staple in career development so there's a lot of staples um you know when you think of google or you think of apple when you think of women of color advancing themselves in the workplace, you automatically think about the memo. And when young women come out of college, they know that they need to get linked up with the memo. Um, And even more so, we've started doing this now, but working with companies where we actually help um, curate professional development programs to retain um, people of color or diverse talent inside the workplace. So I I want to be able to be a cross-section into corporate the corporate world so where the memo is actually doing boot camps internally and sort of you know fortune 500 companies and and being a part of that diversity inclusion conversation and then lastly you know i'd love to pilot a program where we start in middle school with young women of color all the way to college graduation to help them with mentorship and just give them all the tools they need through each segment of their life so when they're ready to lead um, in corporate america that they're ready 
and all those ideas sound fantastic. If you when you know when you do uh, go public, let me and Paul know about the IPO. I think we can, <laughs> you know, we, we want to invest some, try and get, try and you know get there together when it comes to the fortune and fame. So. Yes, yes, you know, women of color on the rise. I'm telling you, it's our time. <laughs> hey, like I said, just let me and Paul know. We'll, we'll you know get us in the low stocks, so we'll be sure to do our part. And I. Got I I do hope that uh, you do start that program because that would be something I would I would love my daughter to get into just having that you know mentorship and guidance because like you said it, it is sorely lacking especially in a uh, middle school but oh my gosh Minda you've been such a tremendous like force on this episode like it's it's, it's sad that we have to reach the uh, the famous two-piece time but yet here we are so the two-piece is very simple just the final two questions the first one is always easy how can our audience connect with you? Yeah, so I'm on Twitter is probably the best way. I'm most active on Twitter. So my first and last name, Minda, at Minda Hearts. Uh, Find me, connect with me. I do tweet back. And so we can be Twitter friends. Do you hear? That's the most welcoming connecting uh, speech I've heard. I think in my <laughs> history, she, she said, I do tweet back. We can be friends. I've, most people just say, here's here's my stuff. I'll see you when I see you. But I, I appreciate that extra, you know, I'll tweet back. We could become friends. So that's great <laughs> to hear. Um, of course, the last question, no pressure, just the last words that our audience is going to hear from you today. What are some parting words of advice that you can leave with us? Always bet on yourself. Uh, even when you fail, you are your best advocate. So don't be afraid to place a bet on yourself. And then also to um, Nikki Giovanni, poet, she once said, all mistakes teach us something. So there are, in reality, no mistakes, just things we learn. So, you know, keep that in your heart and in your mind. And and I feel like, you know, you'll always be successful. Boom, boom, boom. (laughs) Ended with that one, too. I I really appreciate you coming on today. You were incredible. I I really feel, I feel more inspired just talking with you right now. I I just want to go and give my daughter a hug and the kids let her know, oh, you're going to be all right. So, (laughs) (laughs) I love it. But you've been great and and I really enjoyed having you on. Thank you for having me. I enjoyed the conversation and I wish you guys the best of luck. All right. And there you have it, folks. That was Minda Hearts giving us that advice to change our life. Emilio, what do you think, man? As always, like, I think we we really have such great guests. And it's always amazing when you get great women of color on here who are doing such incredible things. And Minda is on that list, you know, just amazing what she's doing, all she's aiming to do. Like, in August, they want to give out a curated inbox, you know, path to helping you get where you want in your career like that's incredible i mean i know people i I think people are doing that but i don't know that's from i ever heard of something myself but even still like that's such great ambition like to know that you're actually going to take the time to curate this path and i can really see people who want that direction and that motivation really catching on to that and really just going for you know going for broke so i'm excited to see how people react to it and definitely want to see if we can revisit her at some point so we can talk about how it went because that's a that's a very interesting project i agree with that man and i believe everybody you know needs some kind of mentorship in their life and uh, Minda's willing to give it to women of color for sure and anybody who really is is striving for it so i think that uh she has a great product out with the memo and i think it's going to go in a very uh, it's going to go in a large it's going to you know get into a lot of people's hands and i think she'll blow up like she says she will so i'm really excited just like you are man 
Yeah, and she's been she was just a delight to have on. She answered everything well, very professional, but also at the same time very very personable. And I love that she was saying I tweet back <laughs> to have a, have a conversation with me because that's so like that's such a cool thing. Like most people just you know list their stuff and go on, but she was like saying hey if you actually reach out to me I will reach back. So yeah, and I mean I'm I'm excited that she gets to be a part of Educate Us a Family now. So wishing her even more bigger and better things but let's get to the part of the show that everyone loves and that's how you yes you can reach us educate us can reach through a variety of different means on social media we are on snapchat at educate hustle that's all one word educate us so there you post snaps little behind the scene videos of what we're doing to try and get you motivated and of course get you through the week we are also on instagram at educate hustle podcast once again that is educate hustle podcast there we post Photos highlighting the episode that dropped this week, and Paul will occasionally, if you ask nicely, drop some inspirational quotes that just might save your life. And I just want to give a quick shout out that I see our Instagrams blowing up now. More people are following us, more people are getting the educated us experience, and I am so so glad to see. So keep it up. We're we're here. We really appreciate all of you for just you know taking the time to go to our account, like our photos, follow us, and of course keep you know get your introduction to educate us a family. Of course. You can also like our page on Facebook. All you have to do is go to Facebook and search Educate Hustle. That's two words. You know you reached a page because you'll see that logo that you guys all know and love. Now I got to take a break from that plugging to get into some more plugging. If you have not already, please, please, please rate and review us on iTunes. It's so easy to do. All you got to do is go to iTunes, whether on your phone, your computer, your uh iPad, iPod, anything that has Apple related, all you gotta do is go there, search Educate Hustle, two words, you'll see our show logo, click it, you'll see a review column in the middle, hit that, and all you have to do is give us a title of the review and pick the stars and write something special, it could be something poetic and sweet like it's lit, or something long and dignified and meaningful as it's still lit. Either way, we urge you to do it because when our reviews go up, that means our awareness to other people go up, which brings better guests, which in turn gives you more episodes and a better show. So please, if you have not already, rate and review us on iTunes. And now I have to get back to our regularly scheduled plugging. One of the best ways to reach us is on Twitter at educated underscore hustle once again that is educated underscore hustle we do daily interactions tweets we promote new episodes old episodes and we try to engage in conversations if you actually conversate with us we do tweet back (laughs) so that's one of the great ways to actually get in contact with us and of course last but not least if you feel like we really touched your soul that we've given you something to think about or you want to be on the show or figure out a way to collab do not hesitate to email us at educate us a podcast at gmail.com once again that is educate us a podcast at gmail.com all righty and you know you gotta lead us out man lead us out People, 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 it's it's such an extraordinary time. I mean, it's an incredible time just because there's so many opportunities. Go out and grasp it. Um, one of the things that I was fortunate enough to do is actually take the opportunity to do something that I was out of my comfort zone with doing. I'm not going to speak on it just now, but I'm, you know, in the weeks coming, I'll, I'll surprise y'all. But yeah, go out there and seize the day. Go out there and make the most of it. I mean, it's it's crazy that we have these fears that hold us back from doing something and we end up doing it and realize the fear was not even that big deal. So please go out and take advantage of all the opportunities you have. You know, the internet, social media, they give you all these resources. So why not take the chance to, you know, do something you haven't done before? And as always, you got to stay educated and keep hustling.